Pennsylvania, this is In a Sentimental Food, a podcast about the food we eat and the stories we tell. I'm your host, Rosella Apple. Hi, Mamita, for goodness sake. Hi, so I just arrived here at Baba's house. Uh, Baba is my grandmother. She's 83 and an immigrant from Cuba. Hi, Baba. Hi, Mentira. As the podcast goes, I'll be recording a little bit of voiceover translation. Uh, just loose stuff. My grandmother speaks both English and Spanish, no. but uh, it might be helpful to have a little hand when she talks. Look at what I brought. Mm. Okay. Ah, mm-hmm. There were some things they didn't have. Little rice. Bread, toilet paper. Oh. No toilet paper. Wow. In Cuba, we didn't have anything. We lived. We survived. I mean, look at your uncle Filo. He's lived in Venezuela for two years without anything, and he's still alive. We are back and we are going to be cooking this delicious meal that is really typical Cuban. So Baba, you aren't using like a recipe for this, like in your hand. Where where did you get the recipe? I don't know, old fashioned, old time, (laughs) being old, being Cuban and old, but that is the way. I suppose that somewhere there is a a recipe, but I, I, I don't know how it is. Now we are going to proceed with the actual meal that is going to consist, that is a very Cuban meal, is white rice and something that we call picadillo, that is ground meat cooked with a bell pepper, onion, garlic, tomatoes, and then I'll talk later about what we add once this So now we have, Rosella brought already the, the ground meat. Is that enough ground meat? Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm You know, I asked that they said we only English. one package of meat per person, and that oh, was the most that I is, had in the package. Okay, let me let me talk about that. That is very important. Rosella brought some ground meat, and she asked me if it, if I thought that it was enough, and I told her that I didn't think so because is we are five people, and we like to eat beginning with the grandmother and but she said that at the store they were giving only 
one a package of ground meat per person. So we will have to work with what we have and that will make me feel very much at home when I was in Cuba that there was nothing. So if we don't have much here, it's not to complain. I lived two years in Cuba when there was nothing. So, okay, I put the ground meat in a pan on top of the stove. Oh, I had to, the, Rosella might have to help me because I have problems with my left hand and I cannot use it too much. So she will help me. Yeah. Now I'm breaking the ground meat. Carne molida. Carne molina, carne molida. But the, the dish is called picadillo. P-I-C-A-L-L-O. Picadillo. Does that mean something? Maybe no, it's, it's a, just that Well, picar is to be cut. So picadillo maybe it's like something that is very pick. Now what we have to do with Rosella is to cut all the other things. We have to start cutting the onions, bell pepper, and tomatoes, and garlic. Okay, now we are smashing the, the garlic. Uh, you cut the, the, the little edge and, and smash it so I can take the peel. So, Baba, huh? back in Cuba, this would just be normal, 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 like every day you'd have picadillo. Like, not every day you'd have well, it, yes. it would be like an everyday thing. Yes, it was a very regular type of thing that we eat. But in Cuba, at least in my house, it was funny. They were, first, in Cuba there are full lunch and full dinner. And then there were different menus for the lunch and the dinner. The menus for the lunch were more simple dishes, and then the menu for dinner, it was more elaborated dinner, a roast or a chicken or things like that. But the picadillo was always for lunch, and that's why we Cuban were fat, because we ate two full meals. But the best thing is that we enjoy every minute. And Baba, you can talk in Spanish too. No, you're not kidding. It doesn't matter. But they are not going to understand. No, no, no. I'll I'll have someone talk over the top. Oh, okay. Well, someone entonces que ya bueno ya acabamos con no esto. Ahora eso ya está bueno. Entonces ahora we have to put the we have to cut onion. So we're in Baba's kitchen now as we cut vegetables. Um, it's lovely, spacious, white tile counters, uh, white stove, white microwave. And it's where most of the life in this house happened. Um, someone's constantly cooking, someone's constantly eating. Yeah. Why would you like to drink when we're cooking? There is everything and anything. Okay, there. I can have water, I'm good. Pero yo tengo... 7-Up, tengo... Tenía Perrier, pero me lo tomé. I had Perrier, but I drank it. A mí no me gustaba el Perrier, pero lo que 
Y se fue que le eché un poco de limón. What do you like? LaCroix? Do you like LaCroix? Ah? LaCroix? ¿El qué? LaCroix? LaCroix? No sé lo que es no. eso. Tom likes it. Qué genio tengo. En español y en inglés. Ay, Dios santo de la vida. This is Teofilo that she mentioned earlier. My great Teofilo is Baba's brother. He lives in Venezuela with his second wife. There's been a lot of political unrest for a long time. And lately they've been going without food. This is especially relevant because the other day was his birthday. They threw together some ingredients for a cake. And my grandmother's still pretty broken up about it. We keep cooking after the call. And she stays quiet until I finally ask. Yeah. How is Philo? <laughs> He's laughing at us. <laughs> She briefly interrupts her impression of her younger brother to say that Cuomo, the governor of New York, is absolutely trashing President Trump. Filo says, maybe now it's your turn to have a civil war, and I said, maybe. Do they have cases in Venezuela? It's Oh my gosh, we have oh, yeah, to explain yeah, yeah. the rice. Okay. We just finished cutting up onion, tomato, garlic, bell pepper, and throwing it in with the ground meat. Now you need to cook it at a low heat, moving it a lot and trying to break up all of the big pieces of meat. That way it won't make little balls. It's really easy. For the rice, she uses jasmine rice. To do it, she uses white rice. She puts in either a cup, or in this case, a cup and a half of white rice. 
taza y media de arroz con cuatro de con tres de agua taza y media de arroz con tres de agua el doble se le echa sal y se pone todo el frío en la candela a que tapado a que hierva Mix the water and the salt. Put the lid on, take the heat up to high, and keep washing it and make sure that it doesn't boil over. This whole time, Rosella is breaking up all of the meat. You have to do both at the same time. Keep moving it so it doesn't burn. A que hierva, pero cuidando de que no se derrame. ¿Dónde está la tapa? La tapa de con cuidado de que no se derrame. Mientras tanto, Rosela está picando... No, la pa... ya la saqué, Rosela. Oh, aquí, aquí. Eh, Rosela está cortando, moviendo el picadillo para que no se queme. El, la carne estaba, era muy, muy sin grasa, muy lean, muy lean. Ah, te, eh, sí, muy lindo. <risa> Tenemos que echarle un poquitico de, de aceite que normalmente yo no le echo porque yo no tengo problemas con el colesterol y no le echo. No digas esa palabra nunca conmigo. Yo nunca me saco. Mira, tienes que estar mirando y eso es verdad. De, déjame decir ahí. Yeah. La, la calzuela que yo... The part that I'm using, it has a, a glass lid. And I'm throwing, looking through the glass lid for it to start boiling. And that is, for me, the key of the thing. That it has to boil. And when it starts getting, that it's going to spill over. Then I... With a fork, never a spoon. With a fork, I mix it or turn it around, and then I put it back to boil for a second time. And then, when the second boil is the same, about to spill over, then I move it to the other uh, burner, very, very low. So now I'm just looking for this thing to start spilling over. And it's wonderful, very entertaining to see how it starts getting higher and higher. And it's kind of a foam. And I love to see the foam coming up. You can delete that so they don't <laughs> think that your grandmother is crazy. Uh, so, Baba? You see, it's coming, it's coming to the top. You see, Rosella? Yeah. Now? You open it so it doesn't spill. Stir it and put the lid on again. All this is full uh, high heat. Now it's about to spill again. And then it's when I move it to the back that is only to simmer. And it simmers for 20 minutes. Ay, my God. No. And now you have it simmer for 20 minutes without opening the lid 
or touch it. Just 20 minutes. So, Baba? Amore. I know the answer to this question. Okay. But. I'm not pregnant. How am imp- <laughs> you, you, you sure? You, yeah, you knew the answer? <laughs> I knew. Okay. <laughs> How important would you say food is in Cuban culture? Hundred percent. Does Cuban culture exist outside of food? Difficult. <laughs> because all these social things are related to food. Uh, you invite the people to the house, even to bring that here. Uh, you invite people, and part of the fun is to cook. And then while you're cooking, the, everybody's talking, and everybody is having a drink here and there, and uh, everybody knows how to do it better. So that is one of the things. Everybody has a better recipe, and everybody says, no, 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 you don't do it like that. You do it like this. But nobody cares. But either. your recipe is the best. Well, that's what you say because you don't know too many Cubans. <laughs> oh no, if we were in a Cuban thing, it would be, oh no, 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 you don't do it like that. But that is what it is, yes. Everybody eats and everybody enjoys it tremendously. So do you want to talk at all about like what it was like cooking when you came here oh, well. and things were tight and you had the five kids? Well, that is another story. No, what I think, actually I was talking to a friend yesterday, I was telling stories about us and everything, and he said, you should write a book, it would be so interesting. And it's true, it would be very interesting. Uh, there are three uh, stages in my life. One, it was when I was a child in Cuba, of course. That is one. Then, when I got married and the revolution and the situation, it was bad economically and everything. And then, oh, four, once I got here, that it was nothing, no money, no nothing. And then after when I just was able to work and, and take care of my family. But in Cuba it was, at the beginning it was everything. It was, Cuba was a, oh look what is happening. A, it was no escasez, uh, como se dice? Uh, lack of anything. Yeah. We had everything, and we, like I said, we had three meals. It was very nice. And then uh, when Castro came, came, it was nothing. It was a total, everything was rationed. And the only way that you could buy it was they uh, uh, to the working people they 
issue a card uh, showing that they were working and they were entitled to to get some food and then they we but uh, in order to try to leave we had to resign to our position my husband and Rosella's grandfather and me we had to resign our our jobs and then uh, live with the a card that my cousin had because we had to move also Okay, espérate un momentico. You're adding cumin? I'm adding cumin and oregano. I, to, I don't know how much. That is <laughs> my fault. I just put whatever I think. But it's some. Yes, and now we have to let it really, that it doesn't get uh, watery. Why do you put the heat on? Yes, we put the heat on so it doesn't get water. So, well, uh, we had to eat what we had if, when we were there. And, and here. <laughs> uh, well, no, but there was nothing. Because my we were living with my uncle and my aunt, and they were, we were using the credit, their uh, card for food, and I didn't feel that my husband and I, uh, oh, and they were giving ev my children everything, all the food, so my husband and I felt that there was no reason in the world that we could eat any food, so we were eating only what uh, it was free with, that the government will give you without having to have a card. And it was like a, it was a Russian cereal. It was like a, those pop wheats, little balls, pop wheats. And they, they give us in a big, big, huge bag. They didn't taste like anything. But anyway, it was free. And uh, William and I, that's what the only thing we had to, to eat. And we ate it with hot water for breakfast and then alone for lunch and then again maybe hot or cold water at night both of us for three months and it was wonderful I came to this country weighing 95 pounds it was really wonderful <laughs> so anyhow um, then we came here and there was no money we had to live without anything just what we were wearing. No money, no uh, uh, jewelry, not anything. So when we got here, the thing was that we had three children, a, a boy, uh, that it, three boys. One was five months, the other one was year and a half, and the other one two years and a half. And uh, my husband had to get a job and he, started getting a job and it was difficult. But I was so happy that there was things for my kids that I overdid and I was feeding them 
all the time, all the time. One bottle of milk after the next, after the next, after the next. And the poor child, the baby, got sick to the stomach because I was eating too much. Just say what you're doing right now. Oh, I am frying the potatoes. I'm frying the potatoes that is to put later on in the picadillo, but the pot these are already a dice hash brown, so they are already cut, and I'm frying them in deep uh, oil that of course needs to be really hot, and that's what I'm doing now while the while the picadillo is finished cooking. You see, that is one of the problems, that we do too many things together. And when I was young, I could do it and everything was okay. But now that I'm older, my brain doesn't go that fast. And I make a lot of mistakes. Oh, look how pretty el picadillo. Tu ves como ya se va secando. Yeah, you see how it's yeah. dry now? I was wondering where the extra moisture went, but it just cooks right off. Yes, it boils out. It's because it's sort of water. Yeah. It's From the tomatoes? Yeah. Taste it. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. You know what, let me get a clean. Corona. <laughs> Shit. Carajo, virus. Ay, hija, por Dios de la vida. Que es el más Sal, It's better. Salt. Baba, it's yummy, though. Really, mama? Yeah, really. Well, you have to tell me. Okay, now, I fry the, the potato that needs to be really crisp and I take it out with this I don't know what is the name in English it's a slaughter spoon but we call it spumadera because it's what is to get all the foam spuma is foam but I to take all the the oil and then I dump it but remember we have to we have to start getting used to eat less. <laughs> oh well, that's what that's what everybody when there is a scarcity, that's what everybody has to do. Okay, sometimes I add to the picadillo of the papitas or the fresh uh, fries. I put uh, some mixed vegetable, kind of mixed vegetable, of course dry, I mean drain, and I put it like corn and peas and carrots or whatever. However, I went to the pantry and we don't have any. So, this is the first experience of what we don't have. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's live like that. Oh, let me.
Yo di platanito, el platanito. Vamos a hablar de los platanitos, ¿no? Platanitos are fried bananas. Mm. Ah. Do we talk about the platanitos? <laughs> we can talk about the platanitos. Yeah. Well, you tell. Okay. Like, like, like I said, it's very typical to eat this with the platanitos. Uh, however, the platanitos, they need to have the plantains really, really, really ripe when everybody thinks that they are uh, already ruined. No, that is the way. And then you fry, you cut them in chunk, and you fried it in hot uh, oil, and then you eat it. But it's not always that easy to find that kind of plantain, and on top of that is more trouble. So we are blessed that there is a company called Goya that have them ready, and then you put them in the, they are already cut, and you put them in the micro for three and a half minutes, and voila, it's all done. So now I'm going to sit down. Rosella Awful, my guest is Hortensia Hernandez, my grandmother. This show couldn't have been put on without the support of my classmates in Dan Torday's Writing for Radio and Podcast class at Grimoire. To hear more, check out the website at www.innocentimentalfood.com. You don't like shrimp? <laughs>